Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome to uh, the home sessions of the podcast. Uh, I'll be your host, uh, the Ted Smith. Of course, uh, actually, to the left of me on my screen on the Zoom here is actual Cobb. And then uh, definitely on the bottom, recording everything, sending out three versions because you pick one you like, pick the longest, it's the one that works. Matt, kind of the producer, MCTC. What's up, boys? Hey, Ted. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hell yeah. The Zoom Boys is back, baby. Uh, in honor of the NFL draft, we're going to do a little draft party tonight. I know a lot of people have seen, like, the, uh, you know, the, the quarantine houses you're in and everything. So, Matt and Cobb know that we're going to talk about picking actor, an athlete, a chef, and celebrity. What they don't know or what I don't know is who they're going to pick. Matt, you're right. We might have some uh, double up, so we got to pick separate people. And then we have a special guest coming in, again, who is a draft expert, even though he has no – or they have no idea they're a draft expert, but they are popping by in probably 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Perfect. So do you want to do the draft now or when they come by? Uh, we can start talking about it now. I would say this uh, – I was going to say, and it's just, you know, I'm just trying to keep it a little bit light tonight. Uh, Kyle, we were talking last week about long walks and running. I went on a nice, like, I don't know, last night after work, right? So 805th Ave, I walked to the Needle, down to Lake Union, around like half the lake, and then kind of backtrack back up Capitol Hill into my house. I think it was like a four, three and a half, four. Damn. Dude, that's like, you know, um, I know a lot of people wear like the pedometers or whatever to see how many steps they've walked. That's a crazy long walk. Plus, you throw that hill in there. Like, Lake Union's a little bigger than people think. Yeah, it is. And the other thing, but the reason I was bringing it up was I was like, you're right. If you're walking this long, you need actual running shoes. Because all I ever do is like kind of intermittent hit stuff. I can't say training what right now, but uh, – you know, high impact interval training. So like now that I'm walking miles on end, I'm like, yep, I got a freaking blister in the middle of my foot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also uh, you'll notice like, um, if there's not a ton of arch support, sometimes you'll get plantar fasciitis, which is like that little, uh, on the bottom of your foot, there's a little ribbon, a little fibrous tissue. And if it's, if your foot is, people can't see who are listening to this, but if your foot is arched, then every time you step, it flattens it out. And after a while, Every time you do that, it starts to inflame that tissue on the bottom. So that's good to have good running shoes. Yeah, which is weird. For somebody that's been a big man most of their lives, I have decent-sized arches still. Nice. Powerful Ted Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were doing a lot of walking out. Um, in So uh, I was in Park City, then I went to uh, Palm Springs, um, and now I'm, I'm back in Seattle. We rushed back today and uh in palm springs honestly there's nothing to do everything's closed so we were doing like three walks a day it was nice just little walks around like the uh the neighborhood yeah and i've noticed uh i was gonna say i listen to uh i like to watch sometimes in the morning time i'll watch like uh like some sports talk stuff or like you know like espn or fs1 so Cowan card he was talking about like he's a big runner he's like i don't know what it is maybe just because we don't have much to do he's like i just go on these giant ass walks now yeah. Yeah. Seriously, man, with nothing open, like there's just not that much to do, you know, even like, you know, the grocery store you want to avoid and there's like no real activities and you've already watched kind of binge watched all your shows. We also had Tiger King, obviously, and like everything that's kind of been in your back catalog. So now we're hitting the point where people are just like, ah, oh, I guess like, you know, I just get to be bored again, like pre 2000. People can't see this, but Matt's wearing a hoodie that has the two wolves on it. Yeah, they're they're a yin yang. It's pretty right. dope, right? <laughs> I didn't know if you saw that, Ted, because I was showing Cobb, but I guess you probably heard me talking about it. I heard you talking about it. Okay. Yeah. So, so get it is the a full dope, view, right? Yeah. No, it's a dope hoodie. But I was also gonna say, like, I feel like the two wolves, like the uh Native American stuff is always kind of the joke on like spiritual white people. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Like, like, there's a lot of, like, always two wolves or, like, they're facing different ways and howling or whatever. So, uh, 
that I was telling Cobb this the other night, like I'm watching that terrible, a new terrible uh, show called Too Hot to Handle. This is a okay. bunch of hot people, uh, Americans, Brits, whatever, they're on this island, but they can't have sex, they can't hook up. So one dude shows up the first day in pants and like a t-shirt and a beanie. And he's like one of the few American dudes. And of course he's from Denver, right? I mean, he looks like freaking Jesus, right? But he's like stereotypical of like, a guy you've met at festivals before. <laughs> and he's just like, man, I'm really deep. I think about things deeply. No way. Yeah, that show, yeah that we was, only made it like 20 minutes. <laughs> Too hot to handle, it's called. Yeah. It mm-hmm. sounds painful and like cringeworthy. I, I watched the first season of 90 Day Fiance, not on quarantine when it first came out. It's like made a resurgence, but it was like, yeah, captivating in that own in that like reality TV way. Um but yeah, too hot to handle, huh? Add that to the quarantine list. I checked Cobb, out Cobb, you couldn't make it through too hot to handle. No, we made it about 15 minutes when they're all introducing themselves. And the thing is, so I was with my girlfriend who loves trash TV and uh she was the one who recommended it obviously. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's watch it. I can handle an episode or two. And even after 20 minutes, she was just like, this is not happening. No way. Straight up. She's like, they're too young. I'm just too disconnected. I will say, though, there's some very attractive people on that show. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. The women are super attractive. But honestly, the dudes are all just ridiculously, like, yoked and shredded and just, like, like the guys. Is it all that cringeworthy? I think it's been a long quarantine test. <laughs> Hey, proper fit, mate. Proper fit. <laughs> Look at those abs, man. I want that. <laughs> David's good looking. Dude, that's the thing. You know, I feel like when there's like a really good looking guy, like people just recognize that. It's like, that's just a handsome man. What are you going to do? You know? Yeah, we all say it about you. I'll, I'll take it. Dude, actually, uh, as far as other good shows during quarantine, if people got into Tiger King, the main producer on that was uh, Kirk. Um, shoot, I forget his last name, but he did a documentary a couple years before that about him falling into like a crack cocaine uh, problem. And uh, it's called TV Junkie. You can find it on YouTube. And it's insane. He filmed himself pre-internet like this in like i guess in the 90s with a camcorder he filmed his life for 10 years like little clips he films like him and his wife getting a divorce like them getting married like him doing crack cocaine under a billboard of himself like because he was also a national news presence it's insane he's the first host of inside edition he's a massive star and like i've seen this documentary but yeah it's just him and then like there's scenes where he's just like in his hot tub and he's like, you know what? My life is good. I'm done with crack. And then the next day he's all cracked out. Filming it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, seriously. Yeah. It's, it, well, I mean, it's yeah. awesome, but it's brutal. It's brutal. And he's so articulate and well-spoken that it makes you, it impresses upon you that crack can get a hold of anybody. I mean, he was just like, look, I know that it's destroying my marriage, destroying my relationship with my kids. I'm going to lose my job. He's like, but it just has such a hold over me. He's like, even knowing all that, I still cannot stop. I'm about to go buy crack. It's wild. <laughs> I mean, that's his whole thing. It's, he's, it's like an ode to crack. That's why I forgot who that was after I watched Tiger King. I was like, wait a minute. That's the original crackhead from Inside Edition. Dude, yeah, wow. that's the thing. So, yeah, so last week we had Crack Week because we watched that and we watched uh, on Netflix. There's that doc about um, – that woman who was working for the drug testing testing lab in Massachusetts. Somebody threw it up on the thread. Do you remember what it's called, Ted? I don't, but I've seen it. I know exactly what you're talking about. How to how to beat a drug crime or that one? Yeah, something like that. I'm trying to pull it up right now to see. But yeah, it was like how to, uh, I don't know, how to scam a drug lab or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing it. I know I bring this up all the time. Have you guys ever seen American Drug War yet? I don't think so. Um, was that a movie? I'm not sure. I've seen like a, a lot docu- of docs. It's a documentary about a dude who's like, uh, like he had been, he had drug problems or whatever, but then his brother who was like super clean all of a sudden dies of like an overdose. And he like traces oh. it back to pills and then starts going into the drug war in America and like interviews uh, Rick, Free Ray Ricky Ross, like the real Rick Ross. No, I haven't seen that. 
Oh, the doc I was trying to think of is how to fix a drug scandal. Yeah, you were telling me about that, and you were telling me about um, our Matt was telling us about uh, that precinct in Brooklyn. What was that called? The seven five. Dude, so the seven five. Like, yeah, I think it was the seven five. So yes. I told my buddy seven about five that. Five sounds right. Who's a lawyer in New York, and his dad was a cop in that precinct because he Whoa. grew up in Queens. Yeah, dude, I haven't I haven't had the chance to like interrogate him on the phone, but. Definitely went to school with a guy who's dad, and he died on the job as a police officer. I don't know what the situation was, though, and I don't think it was involved with that. I think it was many years later, but pretty wild. Yeah, it is the 7-5. 7-5. Nice. Yeah, and how to fix the drug scandal is the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, people are bored, man. That was a great way to spend your time. I would also recommend the new Duncan Trussell show on Netflix. Have you guys seen that one? The Midnight Gospel? Oh, it's a Is it trip, a stand-up dude. show or something else? No, it's a cartoon. It's animated by the guy that did Adventure Time, which I never watched, but people like it. Uh, but it's like animated versions of uh, Duncan Trussell's conversations that he's had on his, on his podcast with these interesting people, and they're talking about stuff. And then they like animate it and add in some extra stuff to like make it flow into this story of an episode. But it is wild, dude. It's it's a uh, it's a Burning Man creation. Like Duncan Trussell and the dude from Adventure Time, like uh, met at Burning Man or went there together, and that's where they like concocted the idea for this show. And it's yeah, super super rad. It's fun. That's dope. Dude, there used to be another show like that where it was like people would tell like the greatest party story ever told or whatever. Oh, right, the same way like Drunk History does Drunk History, but it's human actors. Like, there was another show like that where it was, like, the greatest party story or some shit. And it, it, was, was just, it was animated. Okay. Oh, that's like, pretty tight. Yeah, it was awesome. Dude, that'd be hilarious to see an animated version of our podcast. Like, if we were all just apes, like, um, they call <laughs> the, the guy from Entourage. Like, it says us walking around with a bunch of monkeys through the forest. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Johnny Bravo? Yeah, Johnny Bravo. Thank you. Or Johnny Drama. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, yeah, you Johnny goes bananas. yeah guys the the lamb of god Ghostwalker ipas showed up um so and they're delicious i mean they taste like i remember ipas tasting like um I was say, when's the last time you had an ipa well it's been at least six and a half years probably closer to seven because i didn't drink a ton of them they weren't my favorite but um <laughs> it's fun because i feel like cla- like being so far removed from drinking beers um but it's interesting tasting drinking something that tastes like an ipa that the the reasoning was always like oh it'll get you drunk but a lot of flavor here i'm really enjoying them and uh yeah shout out to lamb of god for making a dope na beer it's like a micro brew yeah i mean here's the thing about ipas like you know like i had a couple tonight i always have a couple here and there but i prefer drinking like you know light beers but I will say, like when I like years ago when I did the ninety days of no drinking or smoking, like the first thing I wanted was like a big hoppy, just like I'm drinking the earth kind of IPA. Yeah, yeah, that's well, what it tastes like. Yeah, for 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 an NA beer, I think that's super cool. They actually have an IPA now. Yeah, I might try and hold on to the last one until I can get an actual drinker over here to like at least try a sip i don't know if i'm gonna give a full one if somebody wants it i suppose if they're cool enough but like just to like give a sip does this taste like real beer you know because i'm it's been too long for me to be able to say i think at this point in time whenever i do see you again you're gonna have to pour it out like there's no more sipping beers between each other mate <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point damn wow harsh but it's true damn yeah. You don't know where that mouth has been. Wow. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> New normal. My bad. Um, yeah, I'll pour, pour a little shot glass of it for you, Ted. little taster sample. Dang. It'd be crazy uh, if there was, like, a certification program for people's houses or something, so then they have, like, a, brew, a blue bracelet that says they're, like, not infected. Like, that'd be so bizarre. I mean, we might get to some of that, like, Gattaca-level stuff um, in terms of, like, they're talking about having labels for people who have already gotten it, who have antibodies, so they, like, you know, have a little thing on their license or something so they can go to work. Like, it'd be crazy. 
Dude, I mean, I'll be dead honestly. Like when we, even when we reopen anything small or big, like we're talking about getting your temperature taken before you go into any establishment. Like if it's like a restaurant in Washington, yeah, in you know, you're South Carolina, eight. they're opening shit up this week. Georgia too. Yeah, well, even Trump came out today and said, Georgia, don't do that. Yeah, easy, Georgia. Yeah. And how are you going to open up bowling alleys? Come on, the South. You're not helping yourselves. Bowling alleys? We need our bowling alleys? Yeah. Bring back the bowling alley. Yeah. And my sister, uh, who is a hairdresser, is not really that amped to go back to work yet. So some of you guys oh, need to maybe geez. ask these people. Yeah, seriously, I want a haircut so bad, and like it's probably gonna be a while. You know, we're all gonna be looking like Jesus by the end of this summer. It's hat season. <laughs> it's always hat season over here. But Cobb, you have enough hair. Yours will grow back. It's people that are on the middle line. Yeah, definitely. Wow, Ted, uh, Cobb just pulled out a vintage MTV white hat that looks pretty dope. Got to give it to you. That is a pretty rad pull. Thank just... you. It, uh, it probably looks white in this uh, lighting. It's actually the neon yellow. Oh, okay. Once you said it looks white, there you go. Yeah. What is yeah, that? White. Break, break 87? Yeah. It was a pickup down in uh, Palm Springs to keep the sun off my face. Wow, nice. Mm. All right. Well, listen, I don't know where our draft expert are, so we're going we're gonna to start the draft here. So okay. explain, cool. explain everybody at home. We're going to play a little game here. Uh-oh. I'm going to be the draft expert right now. Uh, huh. That's a weird one. I just got an email from Zoom. Oh, really? They're like, you got to put more credits on you your got, account now or we're shutting this podcast down. You got the best podcast out of anyone, and we're hosting thousands now. We just want to let you know you're really living up to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the Maybe land. Six dollars yeah. immediately or this thing is canceled. <laughs> I like that they're just hitting you up like a bill collector, like right when you need them. <laughs> yeah, you kidding me. Enter this into Zoom. Hang on, boys. Sorry. Wow. All right. Um, that's all good. Matt, catch me up on uh, on your quarantine while Ted's working on that. Are we are we pausing? Uh, no, you can keep talking. Keep I'll talking? Okay. Um, my quarantine? I mean, I thought that was what's maddening. A lot's been going on, man. Um, yeah, basically, uh, well, maybe not a ton. But if, I, <laughs> it's felt exciting. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've just been able to to hang out, kind of recalibrate to life out here, um, and it's really nice. I just have a whole new like sense of gratitude for for this place. It's a lot of fun. Uh, played some bumper pool, lifted some weights, went paddleboarding. Like it's just been a good time. Oh, that's huge. Dad, yeah, you good over there? We're still working on it. Uh, I think so. I'm paying attention though, dude. Uh, oh, I meant uh, yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, oh, no. are you good? Like, is it sorted out, whatever the issue was? Yeah, I'm still kind of working on it. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's definitely a change of pace. Like, in California, every single person was wearing masks no matter what. And in Utah, like, nobody is wearing them. And now Seattle, it seems like it's, like, 50-50. Yeah, my mom just came back from Palm Springs, and she was saying – yeah, there's it's like random the different things that are allowed and considered essential versus non-essential in the different places and um yeah. I I mean all I keep saying is like I don't know, man. <laughs> it's wild. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's part of it too is that like I mean I had this conversation weeks ago with my brother like yeah, like 50 people seems like a weird arbitrary number, but I I don't know right? It seems to work, right? So if it's, you know, like I wear a mask every day, but you know, do I feel goofy? Am I sure it works? Yes, I feel goofy. No, I'm not sure. Right. But I'm just like, you got to wear them, especially if you go into a business. Yeah, I think it's a pretty, like, it's pretty cheap insurance for keeping you and others safe, or at least slowing the spread. I mean, you know, who knows? It's tough to get accurate information on this thing. But yeah, I'm definitely pro masks. I have two of them sitting right in front of me. 
But I will say, I think there is accurate, I mean, it, it goes back and forth. Here's the main thing I have. It's just like, maybe call me old school. Let's just listen to the CDC. Yeah. You well, know, it's crazy. Listening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And that's the thing, like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's the, some of the things that they're asking are pretty simple to do and will help a lot of people. But people definitely, or what do you guys think about the whole reopen the country thing? You know, all that astroturfing that's going on? Have you guys read about that at all? Astroturfing? Yeah, there was like, it, it's like the feeling when you, uh, shoot, this is going to be, this is going to be kind of long, but basically just that, you know, how there's all those protests and stuff to reopen. Have you guys seen any of that? Yes. Yeah, of course. What do you guys think about what's causing that or whatever? Uh, honestly, it's, it's a small amount of people and it's a, uh, there's certain organizations behind it. And a lot of people I talk to that even voted for Trump, but are actual Republicans, they don't, they're not down with those protests. Yeah. That's what, there was a thing on Reddit and the guy was saying basically that all those like reopenmichigan.com, reopenmaryland.com, all those domains were registered to the same guy, this one guy in Florida and he was like trying to start these protests all over the country. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, a lot, and a couple of them are linked to, but there's only like two organizations behind them. I mean, a lot of it is just the same kind of upset, angry person that we have in America. Right. And like the one in Ohio, somebody put out an aerial view and, and like some of those protests are really tiny. (laughs) Yeah. The news I feel like always makes things look bigger. Like you see it with the May Day stuff all the time. Yeah, exactly. So I will say this, like, I think it's ridiculous. If you're out there protesting to reopen something or you got a damn, you know, and look, I'm not against guns, but you got a semi or you got a semi-automatic rifle across your chest. What the fuck is that going to do? Even if it's a virus. Yeah, I know. Right. It's like not an enemy we can see. The guy uh, who pumped our gas in Oregon was had a freaking desert eagle on his waist. What? (laughs) Yeah. Damn. I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, look, to that guy's credit, though, at least he's somewhere random, like, pumping gas. Mm-hmm. And has to worry about crime. I'm saying you're going to a rally with a bunch of other people dressing up like you want to go play Army. With a long gun, you know, with a rifle across your chest. Like, I, I'm just like, come on. And these are the same people, that, they, they just want to go to these rallies. But anyhow, I think it's a very minute group of people. And... I mean, listen, listen to my voice right now. Like, it's good. Like, the weather, like, whatever. We, we've got to slow it down now. Because if we miss the fall and Christmas, I'm going to start cursing on my Twitter. And I'm going to let people know what I really think. Whoa! <laughs> At that point, all bets That's are That's like an eight-month warning, but that is a big, big step for you. <laughs> yeah, I've never cursed on my Twitter. I always start Ever? out with a letter. Wow! Unless I missed one, but I'm pretty good about it. Yeah, you may have. Now that you mention it, I'm like, wow. I just kind of assume, I just kind of figured. Like, I hang out with you a lot. We swear a lot, and Twitter's filled with curse words. And yeah, yeah but I don't know that nothing comes to mind now that you mention it. That's nuts, dude. Good for you. <laughs> if I have to go back into lockdown in like the fall and we miss the holidays, your boy's gonna be pissed. Dude, we are not missing Christmas. God, that would be wild, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what you think about with like Georgia reopening and like other states going fast. It's like it'll be a, it's like a wave in a pool and then it'll like wash back this way. Dude, that'd be crazy. What do you think? Uh, do you think like Washington, Oregon, and California, since all those governors are on board with each other, they might just like say no state, no people from other states can come in? That'd be wild. Yeah, I mean, look, I've heard rumors that other states and other conferences in college football want to start football, and the Pac-12 was like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm just messing with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just here's my thing. I just, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to revert backwards, right? So two things. Since this started, I've been telling people, and it's funny, Thrill quotes me all the time on this, but like, for the most part, you don't argue with your doctor. So I don't understand why people are arguing with doctors now, real doctors, not people that have their doctor in their name, like Dr. Phil, who just never practiced actual medicine. He has a doctorate degree in psychology, and he's not a psychologist. 
so, and he also had his license revoked in Texas. Right. The only state he was ever allowed to practice in. So normal doctors, you would never fight back with them. Yet we find ourselves fighting with doctors right now. Right? Unbelievable. Yeah, I call him Mr. Phil. Yeah, Mr. Phil. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the number two is it's like like people like I like memes and funny stuff, but I see people posting memes about like lines outside a grocery store, but they can't go camping. Like you can't go camping for a summer. Like cry me a damn river. People go to war zones or, or, or survive the Holocaust in, in a small room for months on end. You can't go camping? I don't care. Yeah, seriously, it is like kind of that psychological, you know, the American psyche, sadly, I feel like is like, I want to get mine, or at least we've skewed that direction where, I, you know, I feel like I see a lot of people shortchange people or they're trying to like, I don't know, they, they're not concerned with how, they, what they do affects other people and the externalities. And because of that, I feel like we're seeing a real lack of patience and cohesiveness in wanting to reopen rather than saying, look, I understand that, you know, I'm an 18 year old. If I get sick or if I get the virus, it's not going to be a big deal. But that 18 year old is going to pass it to grandmothers, kids, you know, dogs that have it on their back. And eventually it'll get to people who it does affect. So, yeah, I've seen a lot, a lot of selfish behavior in the southern states. Not going to say any states in particular, but you know who you are. Yeah. And with that said, again, I think those protests are small. I think that's a small number of people. I think most, I think 70, I saw a poll to like 70% of people are like, yeah, yeah, we agree with what we're doing. But trust me, people think this sucks now. I'm telling you, if we, oh, that's the other thing, right? Like the, like I jumped out of a plane, my parachute opened. It's slowing me down. I'm just going to take it off. No, 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 no. That's not how parachutes work. You got to get down to the ground before you take it off. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard a lot of things coming out that the vaccine could take uh, like two to four years. The average for a vaccine to come online is four years. So could be a minute. Yeah, I think we'll be quicker than that. There's some already in the works. I have a buddy that works with rats. So trust me on this. <laughs> you got a rat guy? Got a rat. Actually, he just runs a pizza shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know where our expert is, but let's get to drafting, boys. All right. So it's like a quarantine house, but you're having a party. I will say the time limit is a month. So that might affect who you invite in and who you don't invite in. Uh Uh-oh. Could be time. Oh, Oh my God. Hey, everybody. (laughs) So, Joe, we're taping now for the podcast. So for people listening, you hear us talk about the mayor. Joe. Tonight, here's our draft expert. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, pardon oh. me. Oh. Hey, Matt's going to have to delete all these, Joe. You know, Matt, there are no laws anymore. You can buy margaritas in a drive-in restaurant. You Dude, I, yeah, I've been telling myself it's coronavirus. There's no rules in like, all, no rules. My, all my decision-making process. It's, exactly. it's exciting, but it's not really panning out the best. Um, have you seen how... Have you seen how people are driving on the freeway? It's like there are no laws. So, all right. Well, anyway, I was just calling in to say hi. Well, no, Joe, that's why I texted him. So Joe didn't know he was going to be an expert on this. I was talking to him last night. I said, you know what? We're doing these on the Zoom. Let's have Joe come in and just say hello. Hello, everybody. So, yeah, what are we drafting? Beers? So the three of us, we're drafting a house. Oh, yeah. Look at Matt's drinking an IPA. Cheers. Cheers. Things have gone off the rails for sure if Matt's drinking an IPA. There's no rules. There's also no <laughs> alcohol in this one. Lamb okay. of God made it. <laughs> uh, Joe, what we're doing here, remember, you're our expert. Okay. Is we're drafting a house of four people to live with for a month. An actor, an athlete, a chef, and a celebrity. All right. So you're the Mel Kuyper Jr. of our draft. So who, who do we want to take in the first round is what we're saying. Who's going to go? Uh, MCPP, for actors, you are on the clock. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go with Matthew McConaughey. We're going to smoke a bunch of weed and have a great time. I hope there's a hot tub at this house. That's a great pick. That's a good pick. Super strong. That was going to be my number one pick, actually. I mean, that was coming straight to – I mean, I don't even know what anyone else picked, but there's no one other than Matthew. A lot of people had him on their big boards. Yes, of course. You know, so you really got to trade up for that one. Uh, Mr. Cobb, actor, you are on the clock. Dude, I'm going to go with my man Keanu for obvious reasons. He's an incredible human being. 
Uh, he's always popping up on like, you know, positive news stories about him. I feel like he also has some deep wisdom he could share. And uh, I feel like the guy can handle a quarantine. I'm all Keanu. It's not a bad choice. I mean, you know, uh, he also has a great cameo role in this movie. I can't remember the name of now on Netflix, but I think it's, uh, oh, Always Be My Maybe. Great movie. You got to watch it. It was made for Netflix. He shows up and does a hilarious job making fun of himself. As himself. I like it. And ask him, ask him how they animated the scanner darkly. Because that movie was rad, but that tripped me out still to this day. Yeah, report back, Bob. Uh, with my first pick in the first round for actor, I'm going with legendary actor, uh, great actor, also legendary for his partying because sometimes he takes two weeks in rehab just to rest, and he goes by the name of Denzel. Denzel. See, that's an interesting pick. I thought with the rehab you were going to pick Charlie Sheen. No, no, no. Charlie Sheen would annoy the crap out of me. But Denzel's kind of famous for, like, every once in a while you'll read an article. It's like he was in rehab, and he goes, I just needed some rest. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes sleep can be found anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So round two will be athletes. MCTP, you are on the clock. Oh, I get to go first again? Oh, man. I didn't – I well, I'm still going – with, you have two minutes. No worries. Oh, okay. Just caught me a little off guard. I wasn't sure if we were gonna do a snake order. What's up, Joe? I, I was gonna say you can't pick Matthew McConaughey again. He just gets uh, UT excited before games, but he's not actually an athlete. Oh, okay. I, he's like the minister of fun for the University of Texas <laughs> or something, and then he teaches an acting class there. Oh, you know this, right? Um, I mean, I know that he's like really involved with their program in the same way that uh, Will Ferrell was pretty into like USC when Pete Carroll was there. But I don't know like to what extent he's actually has like official ties to the university. Right. So Will Ferrell was there a lot because he's a Pete Carroll guy and everything. Yeah. I think he might have gone to SC, but like McConaughey has a title. He sits on the bench at basketball games in a suit. I did not know that. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> You're running out of time there, MCTP. Oh, well, okay. I didn't realize it was everybody talked during my round selection, but that's okay, I guess, because uh, my answer is Drew Doughty, defenseman for the Los Angeles Kings. He's just a hilarious dude um, and seems like he'd be fun to hang out with, and he'd add to the party vibe as well. And shout out to our boy George for getting me an autographed puck by Drew Doughty for my birthday. I still have it in my room. Thank you, George. That's dope. Ah, Drew Doughty. That, that is cool. Going a little yeah, bit I don't know anything. Board. Didn't see that one coming. You know, sometimes you got to go to a small school. You got to pick jobs from the heart sometimes. <laughs> All right, Mr. Cobb, athlete, you are on the clock. Dude, no problem. You remember the Olympics? Like, what would that be? 20, so in – 2016, there was that really attractive hurdler for Australia that would do the bounce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys remember the bounce girl with the dark hair? I'm taking her, man. I'm just going to shoot my shot. I want somebody who's got, you know, Olympic quality jeans, but then, like, not enough fame where, like, you know, maybe she's still available or, like, 30 days is a long time. So I'm going to get in there and, like, worst case scenario, I'll watch her and Keanu get it on. <laughs> Hey, Cobb, I have to ask you a question. Are you in a bunker in an undisclosed location? Because that's what it looks like. <laughs> te the technical term, Joe, is fallout shelter, okay? And I'm fine and no, I can't have a location on this cat. All right. I'm being rerouted through three satellites on four different continents. Excellent. <laughs> Joe, as our draft expert, how do you feel about him taking a random Olympian well, I actually think it's, you know, it's a unique strategy because here's the thing. None of you had her on the board. He's going to have more fun. So... It's pretty good. Well, speaking of fun, we're up to my or er, my uh, second round pick for an athlete. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you like to dance. I hope you like party times and rip six packs. Is I'm taking Gronk. Oh, Jesus. the newest buck. Oh, you know, what about an end of the world scenario? <laughs> I really I'm thought saying. you were going to take Luke Wilson on that choice. I can't believe you oh. took Gronk. This better not get back to Luke. You went with the same oh. position, Ted. Oh, you know, I mean, he's a Patriot and he's not Luke Wilson. But you know what? You Like oh. you said, sometimes you got to think outside the box, man. Actually, look, my hand is still on the chess piece. I would take Luke Wilson. 
Damn it, Joe. That's a good call, man. That's why you're the expert. <laughs> well, you know. Well, let's. I want to be fair. I'm not just the expert. That half a bottle of rosé I had before I clicked it is also the expert. Hey, listen. Experts <laughs> don't tell why they're experts. They're just experts. <laughs> just experts? <laughs> okay, Matt. Next up. Uh, chef. It, by the way, this can be any chef, not just celebrity chef. Could be a chef in your hometown. Whatever. Oh, now you, oh, if I get that bit out right after, it's still, it's an important part of my strategy, very much like what Cobb did with the athlete. Uh, I looked up uh, attractive female chefs on Google, and I, uh, I mean. You know Gia, what's her name, Gia or whatever? Giada De Laurentiis. De Laurentiis, yeah. Yeah, so she's super hot. I mean, same thing Cobb was saying, like, you know, McConaughey and Dowdy are probably going to have a better chance with her. Maybe we'll all just, like, be in the friend zone and, like, comfortable with nudity. That would be a cool scenario. I don't know how it's going to work, but, like, you want some feminine energy in there and, like, we'll all be on good terms. She's, like, a professional chef, so, like, she's going to make good food. They all are. I just would like to have an attractive one. I mean, that is a good call. You know, she's got a lot of sizzle. But I will say, Matt, you know, I've actually been to a restaurant in Vegas and was not impressed with the gnocchi. So, you know, have fun with that. Oh! Oh! No, oh, can't be bringing the heat! Bringing the heat! Wow! You gotta do the deep research on that. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, Joe, can we give him an official grade on that pick? Because it sounded like a C. Well, it, you know, I'm going to wait till I hear what you two have to say because, you know, it is a curve. <laughs> All right, Mr. Cobb uh, in round three for Chef, you are on the clock. Dude, mine's easy again, no question. I go to the great country of Japan. I'm going to go with Takeshi Kaga, a.k.a. Original Iron Chef. I want a little bit of a show, and I want delicious food, but I also want healthy cuisine from an island nation. That's why I go Iron Chef. I think that's a safe, solid pick, especially since you're going to be busy. And it'd be nice to have some nice meals, some nice romantic meals. Plus, yeah, I figure you could do a little in entertainment, maybe teach me a couple of like those, um, what's that, the restaurant where they have like the grill top? Benihana? Yeah, teach me some like cool Benihana type tricks. I, I don't know, man. I feel like you would just know a ton of stuff and I know nothing about cooking, so be cool. All right. Well, in round three, celebrity chef. Uh, I met him once. He was not the friendliest man, but I respect the kind of food he likes. And uh, plug me down for 32 ounces of donkey sauce. I'm going Guy Fieri. Oh, oh trash. One way ticket to Flavor Town. Did it. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, we are going to Flavor Town. Denzel, hop on board, mate. I mean, you know, that, that's a trashy pick, but he's going to get you there when it comes time for comfort food. So, I mean, really, that is a solid. I'm going to give you an A on that. Right, so I'm stuck in this house for a month, right? Like, even the vegetables will have some kind of, like, teriyaki glaze on them or, like, barbecue, chicken wings, donkey sauce. Gravy. Gravy. <laughs> donkey gravy. <laughs> Everything. Right, so once again, um, the podcast, we're doing, a, we're doing our uh, quarantine house. We're uh, drafting people. And we have a special guest, draft expert, Joe, the mayor. <laughs> Oh, Joe. <laughs> All right, round four, the last one, the random celebrity, MCTP, you were on the clock. This was the first person that popped in my mind when I read that we were going to be doing this, and I'm honored that I get to pick him. I feel like it might be – he had to have crossed – I feel like he might have crossed both two lines. Very interesting dude, going to be able to teach me a lot of stuff, um, and his name is Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, that could be. That's a you know that's a good call. But I feel like you're you probably have listened to a thousand hours of Joe Rogan podcast. So you know, <laughs> you know, what more are you really gonna learn? That's a you know that's a good point. I mean I, yeah, that's a valid point. But I feel like he's got. I mean I for the thousand hours I have listened to, there's another ten thousand hours that I haven't. No, exactly. No, there's a lot to that. It's only a month, so you're yeah. not gonna get through all of it. Yeah, right. no, that's you know it's a solid, It's a safe pick. Oh, all right, all right. You're back in his good graces, the Ooh. expert. Well, I mean, being safe isn't necessarily being a champion. Do you think Giada made, made that food for you in Vegas? She told the people how to make it, and that's how it came out. 
Hey, by the way, do you think milk you're made with potatoes or with wheat? Uh, potatoes? I don't know. Oh, I have no potatoes. idea. I, th- I, I can't tell when I ate it. It's potatoes inside of an uh, Italian shell. It's like, let's get lost in a minutia here, expert. <laughs> <laughs> Round four. We're looking for a celebrity. Cobb, you're on the clock. Ted, the Chinese word for crisis is made up by two characters. One represents danger. The other represents opportunity. You guys are all looking at the danger side. I'm looking at the opportunity side. Here's my move. I'm going to invite Halle Berry. I'm going to slowly try to pit her against Maria Sharapova or that attractive uh, hurdler chick. And one of them will get Keanu, and one of them is left to settle with your boy, Aaron. <laughs> Ooh, okay okay all right all right see what wow. he's doing here he's working against him well let's let's see your pick smith uh so as you can tell my draft board stays in a little bit of a safe zone as we have denzel gronk guy fietti and at the end of the day all three of us fellas are going to get excited and we're going to need a little relief that's why we're going to call in the closer sasha gray porn star <laughs> <laughs> there's room for everybody you know, I feel like you can get her pretty cheap coming out of retirement. So, you know, that's a safe pick. It's not going to put a lot on your cap. But is, is she, she really up for the draft? What's that, Kyle? She's she older retired? than me. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's retired. She retired on Entourage, right? I, so. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to figure out who's paying for Pornhub subscriptions here. Oh, it's free. Today was the last day. It's free. I'm having a crisis. Who's still using Pornhub? The premium for free? I have been this month. I haven't been on them in a long time, but when they gave me a free premium. (laughs) (laughs) But is it videos or hamster, Ted? (laughs) It's everything you want. All right, so first we'll start at the house of MCTP for a month. Uh, Yes. Matthew McConaughey, Drew Dowdy, Dowdy, Gianna De Laurentiis, and Joe Rogan. Yeah, wow, I got all my picks. Cool. It's a dude-heavy selection, so we're going to see how that month works out for you. On uh, Cobb's house, we have Keanu Reeves, hot Olympic athlete from 2016, <laughs> the original Iron Chef, and then who was your celebrity? <laughs> uh, Halle Berry. Holly Berry. You know, I, I think that's cool. what Cobb's strategy of like, hey, we're going to pair up by the end, right? It's a cuffing month. I mean, you never know. I just, you know, <laughs> you spend enough time around somebody, they're deprived of that for the rest of the world. Yeah. Shoot your shot. That's all I'm saying. Chaos and opportunity, man. Chaos and opportunity. Speaking of chaos, over at my house, we have Denzel Washington, Gronk, Guy Fieri, and Sasha Gray. <laughs> Again, a dude-heavy selection. There's going to be a lot of food. That's going to be fine. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Cobb for the overall ba- most balanced uh, selection. I will say, if you can USA! trade... In, USA! USA! If you can trade uh, uh, Denzel to Cobb, he, they could reenact scenes from Monsters Ball in there. And that would be kind of fun for a month. So, Oscar-winning movie. Dad, I feel like Guy Fieri and Gronk are going to be friends. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Look, trust me, if anybody's on the outside, it's me and Denzel. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, you know, Gronk is a solid pick if you're into playing Xbox. He is a good video game player. I've I've seen him play with uh, Marshawn Lynch a few times on uh, Jimmy Fallon, so. Yeah, I was just thinking about athletes. I And I was like, even when Gronk played for the Pats, I don't like the Pats, but I was like, I want to hang out with that guy. It does seem fun. Well, I just can't believe all three of you left uh, Eugene Levy on the board. You know, that's the celebrity I'd pick. But, you know, that means he's available. So, Well, dude, I thought about this stuff, too. Like, I almost went with Ryan Reynolds because he owns the tequila company. Mm -hmm. What about The Rock? The Rock would be good. Athlete and celebrity. He owns a tequila company. I know. I just feel like after a while, like every time I got drunk, I'm like, I'm not doing 100 squats right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's your thing. And like, look, I'm into it. I'm in great shape. But like right now, we're both <laughs> athletes here. Right? I don't need to prove myself every time I get drunk. 
Yeah. I don't know what your <laughs> not tail every is. Time. Every other time. I don't. I'm sorry. There's not something satisfying you enough, uh, Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne. And that's followed by the cartoon smack punch in your face, and then you're you know done. <laughs> Pow. All right, boys. Hey, it was great to see you. I'm gonna log off and let you finish your podcast. It's great to all see right. you, Joe. Love I you, miss buddy. you guys. We'll miss all hang too. out. See you. See you in uh, August. I'll see you Friday, mate. Oh yeah, exactly. See you Friday at the secret party. Bye. Bye. Not really a secret if you know it's me personally. Literally right here. Uh oh. Yep. Oh, he's out. All right. Well, there was our draft expert, uh, Mr. Cobb. Congratulations on winning the 2020 draft. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I feel good about it. You know, as my quick exception speech, I would just like to say two words. Okay. Chaos and opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over at my house. There's a lot of appetizers, a lot of dancing, and like, I don't know, some weird stuff. <laughs> Dude, I was just worried about the doomsday scenario wherein everyone else dies and we have to repopulate the world. You know, I don't want any guys who can just like outright destroy me in a fight. You know, I want there to at least be some competition, a little bit of rivalry, and then some attractive women. Oh, you should have got someone that goes bow and arrow hunting and can get you an elk to eat all winter. Dude, that wouldn't be a bad idea, except like you just became Joe Rogan's bitch day one. <laughs> no, I invited him to him the party, now. so we're friends. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Gianna's going to want to hook up with you after uh, Rogan kills an elk for you. You know, that, I, I just wanted some attractive female energy in the house for all of us, you know? It's nice. I'm thinking about my guests. I'm trying to you ever seen the host. movie Swordfish? Okay. That's Holly Berry topless. That's, That's real talk right yes, there. Yes, Cobb. I masturbated to it. Oh, hey, my mom listens to this. Come on, man. All right. Jesus. Maybe it's time to read an email. <laughs> Honestly, we don't have to read emails if we don't want to. I just, I was, tonight I was like, we're just kind of effing off, having fun. Yeah, we can. We got a gang of them. Um, oh. Somebody's in that window closed that I had them all up in. Oh, there we go. Um, so there's 20 of them. Um, I'll try to just kind of wow. scan through. Okay. Uh, first of all, shout out to everybody who wrote in. Thank you. Um, so songs that give me chills. My most recent song that left me chill-filled and tear-filled was Glenn Cannon and The Damage Done, The Void. First time I heard it, I cried like a baby. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that makes sense for, for Glenn, what he's doing there. Cried to that a few times during the breakup. <laughs> that's on my playlist. On The Home Episode 2, Cobb brought up Graham Cracker Cereal. It's so good. I grew up eating it because my mom likes it, but everyone I ever uh, brought it up to acts like I'm crazy. LARP on and stay sane in quarantine, boys. Zach. Dude, thank you. Yeah, it's bomb. And for people who haven't tried it, you literally just break up graham crackers, pour milk on them, and eat it like cereal. I think we got a tweet about that. Dude, it's honestly super legit. One of my favorites. Yeah, I, in fact, I, I might have that for dinner. I just don't have graham crackers around on the rake. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, I usually don't have milk in my house, but when I get, like, especially when I go over to my parents' house or something, graham cracker cereal is the joint. Okay. Um, song that gives me chills. To the best goddamn podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Hey, guys. I want to say I love you all, and thank you so goddamn much for keeping this going. Be Ted Smith, I'm so effing glad you are okay. Sorry, Matt, for the F-bomb, but it was well-deserved for that man. Oh, I actually believe Thanks, Cobb. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, I love the Cobb topic. The last cast uh, hits so close to my heart. I have three songs that give me chills. Number one, Pearl Jam uh, release, uh, since my dad walked out when I was in the fourth grade. Number two, uh, Mad Season, River of Deceit. And number three, uh, only because I want it played at my funeral, Alice in Chains, Don't Follow, No Worries. Our, our Alice in Chains don't follow. No worries, guys. I'm in a good place. Uh, I know maybe those songs could be a dark place to go to, but I'm good. I love you all. Be safe, Doug. That's a fair comment out of Doug. It's like, <laughs> I like River of Deceit, but man, that Mad Season stuff is dark. Yeah. But also, I love Mother Love Bone, and most of those songs just sound chippier or happier, but they're pretty dark lyrics, too. Yeah. 
Honestly, even Kid Cudi has pretty dark lyrics, which I'm a big fan of. Matt, did you have anything else? Or next, next email. Have you heard this? You know the theory about music and lyrics. No. So, like, when you're in a decent mood or good mood, you just like music, and when you're in a bad mood, you hear the lyrics. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I always read the lyrics on Genius for stuff, and it's just crazy what people come up with, man. It's like almost unbelievable how good some lyricists are. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, greetings to the greatest Zoomcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. <laughs> there are some songs that will always have an impact on me. Uh, the one that gets me is Michael Bublé's Forever Now. As it's a song about becoming a father, and after five years of surgeries and various hormone therapies, uh, I became a dad to a beautiful baby girl four months ago, and that song sums up what I feel for my daughter. And she's one of the cutest babies in the world. Ted can confirm, but maybe that's because the Arsenal jersey she's wearing, or she was wearing. Keep working through the technical bugs, and Ted, the mega cast was so funny because nothing was working. All the best, boys. Ron. <laughs> Ron, the baby looked good in that, in that kit. And uh, so Ron is our list, her, uh, fan of ours that I met in London that lives in Belfast. So I was going to see him this year. He was going to come over to Dublin. We are going to watch college football. Maybe next year, Ron. So you knew as soon as you said the Arsenal jersey on the baby? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Of the other three people I know that have babies, which you guys both know all three of these people, none of them are English soccer fans. <laughs> it's not like Jesse, Jamie, Brad, or Taryn, or Steve Miggs hits me up. It's like, dude, you want to watch some Prem League? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, you guys want the long one or the short one? Matt? Oh, we can go for the long one. I just wanted to pull out my Rolex on camera because I can. Oh, there you go, Ted. Dang. There's a flex of the Rollies. Um, Greetings, Quora gents. I wanted to write in and thank you guys for continuing to fight the good fight and still put out shows, despite the ever-changing world we now live in. I work for a medical device company, so I'm still going into work every day and appreciate all of my favorite podcasts doing their best to still produce content. As an essential employee and with my wife already homeschooling, I realize how lucky I am and that my life's changed very little. The biggest change I'm having now is doing uh, AA Zoom meetings and my six-year-old daughter's social life has been decimated, so she's leaning on me even more for fun activities. Life ain't too bad, so no complaints here. Cop topic from home show number two. What song gives you chills? Uh, warning. Uh, bad early 2000s music ahead. Good chills? Yellow by Coldplay. First time I ever had a girl stay in my dorm room. No sexy time. Just hanging. She fell asleep on me while we watched MTV on the couch. I was too nervous to move, so I couldn't change the channel or sleep, and this music video just played. or must have played 15 times that night. <laughs> Dude, that's honestly hilarious. I'm totally just like frozen and not moved so a girl wouldn't leave. <laughs> Rad Chills, In the End by Lincoln Park. Uh, watching a bar full of college seniors about to graduate sing along to this song couldn't have fit any better. And Sad Chills, The Reason, Hoobastank. Always reminds me of the first big fight I had with my then-girlfriend, now wife, in 2004. I'm not a perfect person, but there's many things I wish I didn't do. But I continue learning. I never meant to do those things to you. Last thing. Since Matt seems a little confused about the definition of quarantine, here's a quick reminder. A condition, period of time, or place in which a person, animal, plant, vehicle, or amount of material suspected of carrying an infectious agent is kept in confinement or isolated in an effort to prevent disease from spreading. That's the first definition. The second one, not driving to Portland with your ex you haven't seen in months to get chunks of beef and lettuce from In-N-Out. Enough of my nonsense. Glad you guys are finding ways to keep your head up in these times and hearing this show every week warms my heart. So thank you for being there. Love, Ross W. Linwood, Washington. Boom! Mic drop on you. Wow. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, but he, I was like, oh, somebody's going to email us about that. Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know, guys. We're honest to a fault, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> but that was well played, Ross. I like that one. Uh, wow. Yeah. No, I'm well aware. <laughs> Selfish. Selfish, Matthew. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, it's like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, I'm not going to just not tell you guys what I'm up to. Um, and so. Pornhub yeah. is free, man. Come huh? on. 
that Pornhub is free for Jesus Christ. For the best Christ is that he threw in, not that you left the state to go get a goddamn burger, is that he threw in there with your ex of a few months. Yeah. yeah and then he said lettuce, uh, beef wrapped in lettuce rather than burgers. <laughs> oh man, ruthless. Yeah, that uh, you know. What are you gonna do? I'm. <laughs> that was very funny. Um, yeah, no worries. They say- yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, they sure do. Well, um, yeah, that's you know that's what it is. Um, is it my turn now? Was that the last uh, email? Bob, we good on emails? Yeah, we're good on emails, boys. Okay. All right, let's, see, let's see what's happening. All right, cool. Well, I stayed here. Oh, we're... I'm just, I can hear the music in my heart and my Ted, head. Ted can hear it. Okay, but I'm not putting hey, it in after the fact. Good? What's happening? Uh, hey, what's <laughs> hey, guys. Um, yeah, so this week, let's see. Um, I guess the biggest highlight was on uh, Sunday. Oh man, now you got me all in the head, all in my head about what I want to say. Sunday was bicycle day. If you know what that is, you know I had a great time hanging out and going paddling out on the lake. Uh, spent too long out there, but uh, just had a great time. But I kind of got Why lost. Bicycle- what were you doing on the lake if it's bicycle day? Well, bicycle day isn't just about bicycles. Like you can you can do whatever no, you no, want. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so, but at one point, <laughs> I'll just Google it. Okay. Yep, yep. Good plan, Cov. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. My bad, boys. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, so I just had like the best paddleboard of my life. But at one point, I was just like not really focused on the water. I was like really taken in the moment and uh, found myself like way too far out in the lake. It was very calm. Like there wasn't a ton of boats out because the launches are closed. But then there was a point where it's like, there's enough boats out here that I got to get back there now. And so, uh, but overall, I mean, yeah, I just had, had a great time on Sunday. Uh, And then other than that, yeah, I've just been kind of laying low. My Wim Hof methods going good. My, uh, Yoga with Ari's going good, so I got some new new habits kind of developing um, that are that are healthy, you know. Have the weights here, so I feel like I'm kind of starting to hit a rhythm with quarantine. I didn't leave the state. Uh, I did continue to see my. Uh, well, it's weird calling her my ex girlfriend, but that is a title that works. Um, but I don't know, just just having a good time, uh, laying low, and uh, yeah, now I'm. Uh, yeah, we're most of the way through April, so I feel like I've just adjusted now. This is this is the this is my life, you know. I'm here. I don't I don't I don't know. I'm having a good time. I'm just ready for some things to open back up, <laughs> but not having yeah. a job. I keep saying that too, but <clears throat> I don't know. Like I like hanging out at home. Like we could do this. Why would I ever go to bars again, dude? Ted, you love Zoom, like. Because it just combines your ability to drink and eat appetizers and hang out with people, but you don't have to leave the house. Yeah, I mean, minus hugs. This is ideal. And you can bounce. You get. You can zoom hop like you used to bar hop, except you're like guaranteed to see people you know and like as you zoom hop. Bar hops. It's kind of a more roll of the dice. You know, it's exciting. It's fun, but. This, it's like, oh, I mean, I, I know you've talked to people, like, back home um, on the East Coast, and you got a bunch of friends around here, and I just, I love, hearing, I love hearing about your Zoom escapades. <laughs> it is kind of amazing. I've turned into tech guy. <laughs> I know. I remember when you were like, I'm getting a MacBook Pro, and I was like, wow, just thinking about the mileage that thing's gotten by now. MacBook Air 2012, get it right. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. MacBook Air 2012. As far as the figurines go, Tech Ted definitely needs like one of the little headsets with the microphone in front of his face. Dude, I've thought about it. If I get one to like make it a home studio, I'm definitely getting one of those. Yeah, like I the call like, center headset. 
yeah, I feel like you'd be good for this stuff, but I feel like the normal Friday night Zoom, it would look like ostentatious. Yeah, Ooh, definitely. Good word. <laughs> you think I should bring my new combo to the party on Friday? Hey, I guys. Mean, yeah, Joe does. That's uh, true. <laughs> all right, Matt, I think it's about that time. Cobb topic. topic. All right. So uh, for the quick backstory, I was in Park City with my girlfriend's family. We we drove to Park City, then we drove to Palm Springs, um, and then we just drove back to Seattle. On that road trip, we saw a lot of colorful characters out there in the world. Um, but one stands out above all else. We're in southern Utah, which if people haven't been there, is desolate. I mean, this is like literally like the poster for like the American West, like huge grass fields, rolling hills and no people, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's beautiful, but there's nothing there. So anyway, we, um, we go to, uh, um, go into this, um, little gas station and this Chevy blazer pulls in like white hot and I turn the car around. So I'm parking on the other side a lot. So I don't see who hops out. So it's got, someone hops out, goes in and, um, uh, the girl I was with is like, you are not going to believe the guy who hopped out of that vehicle. He's definitely not who you think he is. I'm like, okay. So I look over and it's a Chevy Blazer. It's kind of got some big tires on it and stuff. And uh, you know, I figured it was like some local teenager or something going in to grab a monster. So I go in uh, to take a leak. And what I see, I will never forget. So this, the, okay, it is a, the person driving this vehicle is a 15-year-old kid, cowboy boots with spurs, huge belt buckle, tight Wrangler jeans, a pack of cigarettes in his hand, a cowboy hat, bolo tie, and he's sitting there chatting up the uh, the woman working there, right? So I go to the bathroom and I'm shook. And I come back out and I'm listening to her chatting him up. Or I'm listening to him chat her up, and she's like, "Oh, so what are you doing? Going to do today?" And he's like, "And you could looking at this guy. He looked like he had three kids and a mortgage to pay. Okay." And he's like, "Oh, today?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I got to go up. I'm uh, you know, building a barbed wire fence that's like 21 miles long or whatever." like this dude's about to be out there like true like ranch hand building a barbed wire fence so i walked back to the car and uh and the girl i was with is like yeah when that guy hopped out of the car he looked me up and down when i was standing in front of the gas station and tipped his hat at me <laughs> <laughs> like jesus so the cop topic this week is who is a random stranger you will never forget Feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com, literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Who's a random stranger you'll never forget? We all these people pop up in our lives, in our day-to-day, and just it's kind of random, and you're like, what was that? But they just, you know, they hold on. What do you, what do you boys got? So let me take you back to Ocean Shores about three years ago. It's December 27th. The wind is howling. The rain's coming down in sheets. And I'm riding in a pickup truck, flatbed. Me, Mr. Cobb, and Lance. And as we're driving off the beach in this horrible frickin' storm, there's an old guy out there in full rain gear and an American flag trying to just walk up this one piece of driftwood. <laughs> and we watched him do it a few times. I can't remember. Was that Lance that jumped out and tried to help, or was that you? Yeah, it was Lance. Yeah, and Lance gets out and starts doing the same thing. But, I mean, just sheets of rain. Like, gale force winds. Like, no human should have been out here. And this dude, this was just his Saturday. Yeah, they were, like, restate. It looked like they were restaging, like, that famous Iwo Jima pick when they, like, put the American flag in the, you know, in the top of the hill. Like, it was pretty wild. And he was in, like, that classic rain gear. Yeah, all yellow. And it was just a piece of, like, old, old driftwood that had, like, a little ramp on it. But, I mean, watching them trying to make it. And then I think when they did, I think Cobb and I, like, fell out of the cab of the truck and were like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to walk up this slippery piece of wood in like 40, 50 mile an hour winds. It was pretty hilarious. I remember yeah, that, that guy. guy. <laughs> so, a few years ago, maybe five now, uh, during like the Supreme Court federally allowed gay marriage or something, like right when Pride was going on in Seattle. Do you guys remember that? Like, there was some big legal decision about gay rights, and Pride was going on on Capitol Hill that night. And 
So um, I went out there with this uh, girl that I was talking to at the time, and we we had a great time. But I just I'll never forget. And we've seen the guys out in Seattle a bunch of times that play like the the paint buckets upside down, like the drums. But this yeah. guy was wearing a like full on like uni- unicorn costume and like this decked out in rainbow spandex, like playing the buckets. And it was just like a huge gathering. But I was right in front. Someone else started like chanting and singing like you my unicorn you my unicorn so i guess it's technically two but i will never forget the actual unicorn playing the drums at pride when it was like and i know pride's always a big party but this was like oh we just got some major like legal um like decision that that came down in regards to gay rights and so everybody it was just one of the most electrifying vibes i've ever been surrounded by and then like that unicorn paint playing the paint buckets just like was the icing on top of an awesome night yeah man i have a soft spot in my heart for a dude on the street that plays paint buckets or right exactly just like because when i was a kid and we used to go to rfk to go to like redskins games like i was like man that's so cool because there's yeah. always those dudes out there playing Ooh. Yeah, it's super cool. And that's like a very like pure artistic expression way to make a living, in my opinion. Yeah. I would also, just the way you mentioned RFK Stadium, when I was a kid and we'd go to the Kings games at Great Western Form, there was always this guy playing the saxophone like on the walk over from the uh, parking lot to the Form. And one night he had a seat close to us and i was so like starstruck and he's just some stranger but i did see him regularly and my dad was like yeah i mean he plays the saxophone people give him money and he goes and he buys a ticket and he comes in like as much as he can and the guy just seemed like my hero like you're just playing an instrument to pay for your king's tickets every night like you're living the dream man yeah shout out to tuba man (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking shout out to tuba man yeah, I mean, my place, Sluggers, man, still open for lunch, by the way, 10 to 2, Monday through Friday and Saturdays. But, yeah, they still have Tuba Man Shrimp. I mean, the guy was a legend down there. It is funny that people that hang out around stadiums become, like, legends to us. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking, like regular staples, yeah. I was going to say, speaking of legends, there's another V podcast for you. <laughs> uh, Love it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for checking it out. One of these weeks, we're going to put the video up. But the draft expert did not want to be on video, so we didn't do it. Uh, for MCTP, for Cobb, and Lee Ted Smith, this is, uh, this is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> oh, nice. Flawless victory. Did it, did it stop?